Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou Podcast. I'm one of your co-skier, and along with me tonight is a full house. We have Case and Coles back in town. How y'all doing? Good. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. Well, <clears throat> fellas, uh, this one here, we're just going to do a recap of uh, Saturday's game against Iowa State and then preview the upcoming games and then later this week, we'll we'll do a drop uh, of the outdoors uh, section of the of this week's podcast. But uh, Cole, you were out in northern New Mexico with your dad on an elk hunt, so that's why you weren't here last week. But that's going to be a an awesome story, and we don't want to cut it short, and we don't want to make a two hour podcast, so. We're going to run that one on another episode later this week. But uh, last Saturday, uh, number 12, Iowa State, came to Columbia. And, man, I don't know about you all, but them them throwback jerseys, uh, that was a win regardless of what happened on the court. And then you throw in the results on the court, 78-61. I mean, they just took control of the game uh, and, and really didn't let up too much, right? Them, uh, them jerseys were so good and made Case buy one. Yeah, I saw that. I had that one, and I think, you know, don't tell the FBI this, but I bought a knockoff one before that, so I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But no, man, we were, uh, uh, I was, yeah, we were out of state. We were actually coming back on Saturday. Um, so I pulled up the old Mizzou Tigers app, and uh, Dad and I listened to the entire game driving through that's the only thing that made our drive back especially come through kansas we're coming through south western and central kansas at the time the game was going on and uh, that was the only thing that made it better was that we were listening to uh mike kelly and chris Rubino um call the game although dad brought up a good point you know i'm streaming um you know streaming that and then it's going through the bluetooth um in his truck and uh we thought that it might have been like you know the the Kansas internet or something like that trying to mess with us. They you know figured out we were trying to stream a Mizzou game, and the last like I don't know probably six minutes of game time, it kept dropping out, uh, dropping out the stream. But luckily at that point in time, the game was pretty much put away. Under wraps, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, <clears throat> go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, listening to it, I wish I could have watched it, but. Uh, there's there's not much better if you can't watch it. There's not much better than getting to listen to Mike Kelly call a game. Um, he's so vivid um, and and explaining things. He talked about at one point uh, DeAndre Golson had checked in, and I can't remember who he came in from, but you know he was talking about the the sweat dripping from you know somebody's eyebrow, and then the sun was shining in through the south side of the uh, the arena, illuminating the logo at midcourt you know what i mean he's just so vivid in his yeah. explanation that it felt like luckily i wasn't driving so i could just close my eyes and listen it felt like i was there well speaking of deandre golston uh i don't know if you saw the the vi- any of the video highlights after but uh he had two defenders on him and he did a little bit of a, a spin move and it was one of the 
sweetest moves I've seen uh, on a basketball court here recently. Uh, you know, Mo DR continues to log important minutes and continues to show development. Uh, even Caleb Brown's, you know, getting a handful of minutes the last couple games here. I don't know if that's something to expect, but uh, Isaiah Mosley finally gets to start at home in front of, you know, where he grew up. Um, he didn't he didn't put up so many points, but uh, I'm sure that that was a huge thing for him, just mentally, you know, and the emotionally getting to start uh, for Mizzou Tigers in Columbia, Missouri, being from there. He, um, what I've noticed the past few weeks is, um, that depending on the starting lineup, and then you look at the box score, the starting lineup, and who is coming off the bench, and it may be by design, it may just be strictly matchup based. I'm not sure what the uh, the coaching staff's intent is, but it seems like our bench players are typically outscoring the starters, um, and that may be by design. Um, I noticed it two two games ago um, when, you know, our players are coming off the bench and they're outscoring our, our starters. So I don't know what that is, but um, it, it seems like we're getting to the point in the season where um, everyone's very fluid in their game. Um, everyone has reached a point where they can spend it almost any given moment. You know, even a guy like Modiar who played very few minutes um, in the beginning part of the season, and of course Isaiah Mosley as well. Um, but those guys are stepping right in and and giving good quality minutes, good quality shots um, in the game time situation. Tamoy Hodge again comes out hot from beyond three, and when he's clicking like that, uh, we're we're a hard team to stop. Uh, Kobe Brown ended up top scorer again with twenty, uh, and I actually had double-double with 12 rebounds. Um, that guy is just – Kobe's continuing to develop, and it's it's going to be exciting to see where he goes in a professional basketball career because uh, barring some kind of major injury or, or something weird happening, I, I believe that young fellow there has got a long career in the game of basketball ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. Um Maybe one of you guys can can kind of pull up the stats and, and not only our record, but I thought I heard Mike Kelly and Chris Trevino talking on the broadcast how um, I think it's if Mizzou scores over sixty eight, I think was the number that they're that they're undefeated. I think they're nine and zero. Yeah, I'm fairly indeed. certain I saw Gabe tweet that recently. That I, I thought the number was seventy something, but anyways, a very that number they can't lose. Um, yeah. But I definitely Twitter during the game. I'm all all for it, and especially when you see, like, uh, Francois got to play, uh, Bing got to play. When uh, coach is emptying the bench, that's usually a good, good thing for Mizzou Tigers. So <clears throat> we're 16-5 and five on the year. I think 16 is is over most preseason projections uh, going into the year. And 
you can't I I don't think we can say enough for what coach Gates is doing this year with with this squad because you know I I thought tournament was possible but I I think we're sealed now after Saturday uh what are y'all's thoughts I think it'd be pretty tough. Um, you know, the remaining games on the schedule, you'll probably cover that here in just a little bit, but and not to jinx us. I don't want to, I don't want to implement the Mizzou jinx by any means, but um, we talked the first nine games, the non-con games or 10, I guess, including the KU game um, that those were, you know, those were winnable games for sure. And then we got into the gauntlet. We had, you know, Illinois, we had Kentucky, we had Bama, we had, you know, KU. Um, there was a gauntlet of a stretch there, and, and Mizzou held their own. And then they roll into a conference play. Um, you see them go on the road to Ole Miss, get their first road win uh, two weeks ago. Um, you know, they held their own this week in the Big 12 Challenge, one of the, one of the few teams in the SEC that held their own in the Big 12 Challenge. Um, it's, it's good to see that. And then, you know, coming up, we play um, – I wish I had my iPad in front of me, but I know we play LSU tomorrow night. Um, by the time most people listen to this, will be today. Um, you know, Mississippi State, South Carolina, you know, we're playing some of those teams in the lower half of the SEC. Um, so I'm hoping that, especially those road tests, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a bottom half team in the SEC or not, it's still a road game. Um, I'm hoping that we can hold our own in those aspects and also um, take care of what we need to take care of at home. And the crowd's been a phenomenal part of that. Uh, that home that home court advantage has been very tough, I think, for teams to deal with. And uh, according to Twitter, uh, looks like the home crowd's not losing its energy anytime soon. Uh, I've got a couple of emails and then saw tweets this week where we have a few more sellouts ahead of us. So, the fan base has definitely stepped up this year. Uh, that's one thing we we do have to get our uh, athletic uh, department as a whole. Uh, Reed Francois, what she's doing there, you just can't can't say enough. Uh, you know, we're we're actually in profit this year on athletics, and <laughs> that's that's crazy to think that we haven't been for several years, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah. I think it just shows where this university was um, under, under Jim Sterk. Um, and the, and that the change was needed. We just didn't realize it was needed. We were in a rut, uh, not only in football, but in basketball and, you know, drink came in Um we're not we're not in football season right now, so we're not really going to talk about that. But yeah, the the job that Desiree Reed Francois has done, in I think she's been on the job like nine months, maybe maybe not even that. Um, she's she's been phenomenal. Absolutely, yeah, getting this program out of the red has been massive because that was a uh, huge talking point for quite some time, and people were starting to wonder if we could ever operate in the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Looking to the next game, it is LSU, who has really fallen since their uh, first win, or not their first, but where they beat Arkansas in the year, and a lot of people thought, uh-oh, watch out for LSU. They might be contend- surprise contenders, but 
they've absolutely fell off. Uh, ESPN on their predictor has us at like an 84, 84% chance to win. I know nothing's guaranteed, but uh, hopefully it's a double-digit win for us. I, I don't know a whole lot about the LSU roster because they are all complete transfers, I believe. Uh, I think every player that they had on their roster last year <laughs> was in the transport portal after uh, they fired their coach down there. So they're a complete new team, and I, I don't know much about them. Do either of you? I don't know a ton besides the numbers. Look at their last five, though, and you'll see them getting uh, beaten by Texas Tech, which before they beat Iowa State yesterday, I said was the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, they get 20 to Arkansas. Texas was, Tech was the worst team in the Big 12. They were. And then they beat Iowa yeah, State. You, you I said Iowa State. Well, Iowa State is now. Um, uh, they play They play for championships. That's why they rest their players against Mizzou. Um <laughs> Tennessee, they got, yeah, they got. Basically, what I'm trying to say is they've lost their last five, and they have not been close. Um, yeah. We got beat by Alabama pretty well. They lost Gary, 106 to 66. That is an outrageous margin. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty. Where was it? Was it Tuscaloosa? Or it was in Tuscaloosa. Uh, even on the road, man, you can't you can't lose by that much. We lost no. we lost against Alabama big because we couldn't get the damn ball to go into hoop. Uh, when you're losing by 50, things are different. What I'm trying to say here uh, is this is the kind of game – this win's not what I mean by this. I mean, if you're a tournament team, you win this game. This team is not yeah. playing well at all. Uh, they have no momentum, and you're right. After that after that Arkansas win, which was big, they floundered, and we cannot allow them – we cannot allow this loss on our court. So, yeah, it's – must win sounds extreme, but like if you lose this, this is going to be an absolute disaster in your rankings. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It'll, be, uh, it'll just, be a major. It'll be a major, major mark if Mizzou can't handle. Even I'll take a win in any you know way, shape, or form. But even an ugly win tomorrow um, doesn't help look us. good on the resume. But you know, no. a win's a win. I mean, yeah, there, you, yeah. There were seasons under Kim Anderson where we would have gladly taken five more ugly wins a year, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're and speaking of right. Al- speaking of Alabama, uh, I saw their halftime score earlier, so I just pulled it up real quick to see. They're up on Vanderbilt right now, 88-38, with five minutes to go in the second half. Good heavens. Uh, so we aren't the only ones to get our butt kicked by them, and neither is LSU. No, uh, uh, that does go against my uh, my whole narrative. That team, though, <laughs> you know what I mean. I've been kind of preaching that all year on here that Vandy's a good team, that was a good win, but you you go out there and it's, get balled that hard that uh that does not help my narrative. No, and I mean even some of the even some of the teams that we beat that kind of fell off for a little while, Illinois and uh, Kentucky. Kentucky's kind of righted there. You know, righted their ship a little bit. Has it, you know, somewhat in the right direction? And yeah, Illinois, I think sixteen and six now, mm-hmm. and we beat them by what thirty? Yeah, Illinois' problem was they're extremely talented, but they couldn't play together. Yeah. So once we, uh, I guess, once we came in there and knocked their heads, 
they got on the right right track. Well, a trend in the SEC this year I've noticed, uh, aside from Alabama and Tennessee for the most part, after that, teams going on the road do not stand very good chances or have not had very good results. And that leads us into Saturday's game at Mississippi State. And they're no slouch of it. Uh, I hope, you know, we, we keep this hot shooting up against LSU and keep that mojo. And I'd like um, – that's the game I'm really anticipating this week. Yeah, Mississippi State's pretty good, actually. They're not a bad team at all. Um, I was listening to people talk about them on the radio, and Texas Christian obviously has been really good this year. That was a great win for them. Uh, they barely lost to Bama. They played them a lot better than we did. And then they had a, uh, a close loss against Florida, and they beat South Carolina. So uh, you look at that, and that is a team that is starting to peak right now. So that is going to be a ball game with us. Um, yeah, they're definitely a lot better than they were at the start of the season when they dropped three, four, they dropped four straight SEC games. Well, yeah, and historically we have not fared well in the state of Mississippi. Um, not. No, we, I mean, we took care of business against Ole Miss, which was good. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know, my gut, my gut kind of gives me a, a trap game feeling. Not to say that we're, you know, that much better than Mississippi State. Um, but it does kind of give me some some trap game kind of vibes um, going into Saturday. So I don't want to look for, or I hope, and I'm sure the team's not looking, you know, ahead to Saturday. Hopefully they they got um, things focused on on LSU. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That'll be that'll be a very interesting game. Well, it uh, it's reassuring when you worry about traveling and having the problems traveling uh, and that correlating to NCA tournament time, both teams are traveling. So it's going to be, you know, you, you're not walking in somebody's home court when you're playing tournament time. So I'm hoping to see continued progression of that game against Ole Miss on the road and came out shooting good and, and beat them. Uh, pretty thorough, and I want I want to see us continue to build because this this season you see. Uh, well, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is almost half the season that we've we've played has been without Isaiah Mosley, uh, has been with hodgepodge rotations, and it's really honing in now. I feel like. And we're getting Mosley back in the starting lineup. And uh, when I was listening to the broadcast, because uh, I was in Oklahoma City this week or this past weekend, I believe they said Coach Gates told him he was set on a starting four. And the fifth was where he wasn't so certain of. And that would be Golston, Shaw, uh, Noah Carter. Uh, I guess those three taking those turns in that four or five spot there. But, <clears throat> you know, to see this team continue to gel because we're we're getting the nitty-gritty now. Uh, January's over with as of tonight, right? Yep. Yeah, it's 31st, so 
we're hitting February and it's the pressure is going to amp up. And I want to see us continue to build and continue to show the signs of progression. I think this team can do something, but we've we've got to get past these these games like LSU and at Mississippi State. Yeah, February to me, um, February to me is to basketball how October is to football. I mean, you're you're getting into that point of the season where it's very important that you win those games. You take care of business, whether it's at home or on the road. And it will pay dividends, you know, come coming the end of the season. One thing on Mosley I wanted to mention was not only is he a great scorer, we've seen that in the past few games, but I think the biggest thing with him is the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's an experienced basketball player. Yes, it was at uh, Missouri State, but nonetheless, he's he's an experienced basketball player. He's finally he's you know arguably has the freshest legs on the team of a guy that's, you know, coming off the bench. So it's very important, not only from a, a leadership aspect and a in-game experience aspect for him that I think we're kind of seeing come to fruition. Case, do you have anything else, anything else you want to add in on the uh, either the recap? I know you're having some audio problems there, uh, but either recap or, or the previews before we wrap up the, the basketball portion. Not a ton, but – uh, while I was having audio problems, I was just scouring Mississippi State, and they have got the most up and down season I've ever seen so far. So they're only two and seven. Uh, but like I said, they played Alabama within three points, two games. They have also lost to Drake at one point in the year. So uh, it really is going to be wild to see what team shows up. Also, tickets to their game on Saturday are as low as twelve dollars. So I don't think they're going to have a big crowd. And that's so, Drake University, hey, not Drake the Rapper, right? No, they actually lost Drake the Rapper. That's even it's even <laughs> worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just one guy beat up. So really that's rough. That's bad. That's, <laughs> that's bad. not good. He dropped fifty eight on him. Um, so I don't know. I can't. I can't catch a tell Mississippi State of being honest, boys. So I am both excited and terrified to see what Saturday's game holds. Yeah. Who are they playing? Uh, are they playing tonight or tomorrow? They don't play until they see us. Really? Okay. They've got, they played South Carolina. They beat them, and now they got the rest of the time off until they see us at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Interesting. Okay. I vary, right? So that means they get to watch our game. Yeah. This team is unpredictable, and they've got an insanely long time to prepare for us. Well, it could be good what or bad, go especially if they were shooting – I don't know how they shot up against South Carolina, but if they didn't shoot well, they could be riding the cold streak. Whereas, you know, we're oh, we sure. Saturday, we're playing tomorrow. Hopefully, we shoot well tomorrow. You know, we're shooting well against them on Saturday. It'll be it'll be interesting. Right. Well, fellas, I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Uh, I mean, it's, it's can't say enough about how big of a win Saturday was. It it just felt good to have a top 15 team in the country come in and to beat them like that. And it just gives me a lot of hope for where we can go this season. And I, I really look forward to it. But yep. we're going to we're going to wrap this one up and we will 
come back later in the week with our outdoor segment. Uh, Cole, do you want to give me a little preview on exactly what all that's going to entail? Yeah. Um, you guys mentioned it last week's episode, uh, while I was gone, um, dad and I packed up, we, we headed West to Northern New Mexico, little, uh, little town called Eagle's Nest up there in the Southern portion of the Rocky mountains. And, uh, it was a good hunt. It's a good experience. Good, uh, good father, son bonding time for sure. We had been trying to plan this hunt, uh, since I graduated high school 12 years ago. And, um, it finally, finally happened, not just for me, but, but also for my dad. So can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, thank y'all for coming on as always. M I Z. Z O U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.